Okay, g'day Eric, how are you going? Good, thank you, how are you? Yeah, good, thanks. Thanks for coming on. That's all right. Thank you for having me. I know you've had a, a busy few weeks, so it's nice, nice you managed to squeeze me in. <laughs> <laughs> no problem at all. No worries. So um, I understand that you're the race director of Rasselbock Backyard Ultra, which is on in a couple of weeks. Is that right? Uh, this weekend, yes. This yeah, weekend. So got, this weekend, yeah. So it's uh, all kicking off on Saturday on midday, and and hopefully we can uh, we can dodge dodge the snow and the cold weather. <laughs> Yeah, awesome. Um, so how long have you been involved in the um, running scene, I guess you could say? Um, in terms of organising events, it's only really been about two and a half years now, uh, but I've been running since 2012. Um, started off like quite a lot of people, just needed to make a change in my life um, and uh, signed up for my first marathon. And uh, it kind of all snowballed from there, <laughs> really. Yeah, um, yeah just... Uh, even though I was like, right, I want to make a change. We're going to run a marathon. Um, I, I kind of turned around and just did no training. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I just turned up on race day and I was like, ah, I should probably have uh, probably done something for this. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just, uh, that kind of how my training for all my running events went. Um, and, uh, yeah, just kind of snowballed from there, trying to run further and stupider things <laughs> than I could could have done before. Um yeah. <clears throat> and how did um what was the inspiration behind um Russell Bock um running and um yeah and tell me all about Russell Bock I guess um so I used to live in Austria uh, I was there for about 12 years uh, and Russell Bock's a mythical creature from kind of like the Austrian Alps and Bavaria area yeah. um and it used to be a, a story that um they used to tell the kids up in the mountains that if you're naughty we'll go send you up to the Russell uh, to the mountain and if the Rasselbock eats you during the night, then, you know, tough. <laughs> but if the Rasselbock lets you come back down in the morning, then you forgive them for being, you know, for being naughty. Yeah. Uh, so when I moved back to the UK in 2019, um, it was kind of a way for me to bring a bit of my Austrian life back to the UK and incorporate it into what I wanted to do uh, with uh, with running events. Yeah. And, and um, how did you decide that, I mean, because some people, when they start running, they want to just keep on running races and stuff. But but you're one of those people who decided they want to organise races. So how did that happen? Um, so I ran ran uh, I ran in events from probably about 2013 to 2018, uh, and then when I got to 2018, I was like, I want to do something big, uh, and I ended up running across America um, in 2018, and I got to the end after eight months wow. and uh, i was like right i hate running now but <laughs> i don't enjoy it yeah. uh I, you know after running almost every day for eight months i was like i'm done on the physical running side yeah. uh but I, I love the community i love the events i love the people that you meet uh through running so i still wanted to be a part of the running community but without having to actually physically go and <laughs> go and run myself um and that was kind of the way i transitioned um over and that's that's kind of why i started running events because i want to still be a part of that community and help people help people hit their goals and get people into running and kind of get the enjoyment that i got out of it when i actually enjoyed running um so it's kind of a in my head it was kind of a natural move over to the events yeah and, and you ran from one end of america to the other end 
Yes, yeah. So I <laughs> went from uh, Lubeck in Maine, up <laughs> on the Canadian border, yeah. uh, and then all the way down to San Diego in California. Wow. Awesome. And and what was the most distance you covered in one day? Uh, the most I did was forty-one miles. Um, but that was that was kind of towards the tail end. At the beginning, I was doing like. 18, 19 miles and just feeling dead. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, by the end, it was like, you know, if I, if I didn't do 30 miles in the day, it felt like I'd kind of wasted part of the day by not running. Yeah. Um, so it was a really weird contrast from like being unhealthy at the beginning and then you know, obviously getting to the end after running for eight months was uh, it's definitely yeah. a, a fun difference to look at. Yeah, you must have been fit. I was at the end, definitely wasn't <laughs> at the start. Um, and, and did you do that on your own or with friends or how did... yeah so it was, it was just me i had uh, a baby stroller uh push chair that i just put all my stuff in and oh. every day just you know topped up with food topped up with water and kind of went back out pushing the pushing the stroller again <laughs> wow that's awesome <laughs> yeah so definitely the most but probably the biggest thing that i've done in my life by a long way um, <laughs> but I, I love it i'd do it again tomorrow if i could afford it yeah <laughs> Um, with um, Rasselbach, I've noticed that um, it looks like all the events are run in the Sherwood Forest area. Is that right? Uh, yeah. So we do. We've got a lot in kind of the Nottinghamshire area. So we've got Sherwood Pines and some stately homes and country parks. So we do a few different areas, but it's kind of like Sherwood Pines was our first event was held there, and it's kind of become our little home ground. You know, we know the people who run the forest; yeah. they know us. And if you want to put anything on, they're just like, "Yeah, just go for it." <laughs> yeah. Um, so we've just got a really good working relationship with them, so it just makes things a lot easier to, to, you know, put events on there. Yeah, yeah, and it's a kind of a famous spot, isn't it? Is that where like Robin Hood and his merry men are from? Yes, yes, yeah, so that was Sherwood Forest, um, but obviously way back when robin hood was around uh Sherwood forest encompassed like a huge huge area um so where the pines are now is just kind of like inside the original Sherwood forest yeah yeah so robin hood he was a real person was he yes yeah he was he's not a, a kind of kid story he's a <laughs> he's a real person and uh uh yeah and he was kind of like the outlaw in the forest pretty much yeah. Well, look, from what I've seen, it looks like a, an awesome place to run and to go and run a backyard ultra. And this is the second, will be the second running of it, of Rasselbock Backyard Ultra, right? That's correct, yes. Yeah, yeah. And um, how long had you been thinking about organising a backyard ultra for till, like, till you actually got it ha off the ground? Um, so I think originally it was kind of about 2019 when it kind of first really clocked onto my radar. Uh, and that was about when I was starting to think about doing running events as well. Um, but at the time, I hadn't done any events. I didn't know anything about running events. So it was always kind of like, right, Backyard Ultra, I want to do one one day. Uh, when that's going to be, I have no idea. Um, but yeah, it's about 2019 was kind of when the idea kind of lodged in my brain. Um, and then obviously we had COVID hit and that put a stop on any plans really. Yeah. Um, and then as soon as we came out of it and I got a few events under my belt, it was kind of like, right, let's give this a go. And, and, uh, thankfully it turned out really, really well. Yeah. And, and what is it that you like most about backyard ultras? Um, I love seeing all the people who haven't done a backyard before who don't really know what to expect, what they're like, you know, they're, they're 
obviously they'd have watched all the YouTube documentaries from around the world. Um, but yeah, seeing them all on the start line and just seeing uh, a mix of excitement and nerves and just watching the runners yard after yard kind of progress, not just in numbers wise, but um, just in how they, the attitude towards the races, uh, you know, it goes from like nerves to excitement to exhaustion to, you know, and they'll have a really good lap again. And it's just that whole roller coaster of seeing everyone's, uh, everyone's race and how everyone progresses. And I, I love it. I love it. Every single hour seeing them there on the start line is, uh, is great. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. I love how like they start out so easy, but there just becomes like a point in the race where the runners like just, it's not easy anymore. And they're just like grinding every lap they can. Uh, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's always obvious when you see them. So, you know, they've been so happy throughout, you yeah. know, whether it's two, three, 20 laps, and then that one lap, they'll yeah. come back and you'd be like, yeah, they, they, they hit it. Yeah. Um, so, have you run in one yourself yet? No, not yet. Um, I booked on with my brother to do one in May uh, down in the south of the UK. Yeah. Um, so, that, that'll be our first one. Um, and obviously, not really running since I got back from America. Uh, it's uh it's gonna be interesting yeah um but i think if you're organizing a backyard you kind of need to see it from all aspects really if yeah. you want to put on a good event you know you need to volunteer and crew and run one just to see see how everyone sees it from every angle yeah yeah um so you mentioned watching um youtube documentaries about backyard ultras before um and there's some like race directors here in australia like who have put on backyard ultras and they were actually the first backyard ultra they'd ever been to and they just learned learned the ropes from watching youtube is that how you did it too or had you ever been to a backyard ultra before that's pr pretty much how i did it it was just yeah. scouring through the, the the facebook group for the directors and watching youtube videos and uh, just sending tentative messages to all the other race directors in the UKs for like, how do you do this? Or how do you do that? Or what do you do in this? Um, yeah, I think it's probably like most people, it's just dive straight, straight forward, straight into it and and learn from every single source that you can you can find, really. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Um, in Australia as well, like attendance is it like through the roof. There's new backyard ultras being announced all the time. So, they, they, I mean, they're growing in popularity is that what it's like over there as well 100 percent. i think in probably the last 12 to 18 months um we've doubled the number in the uk really and there's uh yeah i think especially after um after bigs last year in that kind of two months before and two months after i was almost every week i was going on and there was another one appearing and another one appearing uh and it's great it's great to be able to chat to their the race directors those new events as well and um hear how excited they are about putting them on and seeing every all these little new ones kind of grow as well um but it's very exciting it's it's definitely growing in the uk um and i think the next few years uh, we're going to see some big changes in you know how kind of like the average number of yards uk runners are hitting i think we're going to see a lot more new backyard runners appearing um and yeah i think it's, it's definitely definitely growing in the uk and uh, it's definitely going to be an exciting two years yeah do you know approximately how many race backyard backyards there are like in 2024 over there uh i think it's 18 at the moment yeah yeah um give or take one or two um yeah so it's uh 
it, it's growing nicely. Yeah. Um, so with Rasselbach Backyard Ultra being run this weekend, can you tell me about the course? Um, so the course is obviously through Sherwood Pines Forest. So it's a beautiful pine forest in the UK. Um, it's uh, it's around 80 metres of elevation for each lap. So it's uh, it's got enough hills to kind of keep you entertained, uh, but not enough to kind of exhaust you all the way through. Um, and the route kind of, uh, it's a mix of kind of gravel fire, uh, gravel fire roads. Uh, we've got some single track kind of wiggling through trees. Uh, we've got a nice bit that we overtake uh, uh, old mountain bike track that kind of just wiggles through all the pines. Uh, so there's some fun technical bits in there as well. Um, but it's, it's nice. It's We've kind of tried to come up with the route as best we can to kind of keep people entertained throughout the whole whole yard. Um, and, you know, they can split it up mentally in the hedge. Like, I've got this little bit and then that bit and then this bit's coming up. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's... it's, it's Personally, obviously, I'm going to be a bit biased, but I think it's a really nice route. Um, but obviously, I'm going to say that. So, <laughs> well, it definitely looks good. That's for sure. Um, how long did it take to map out the course? Um, so we've obviously we've got some smaller events that we do at the forest anyway. So uh, we kind of cannibalise some of what we've done done there before. Uh, so that definitely helped a lot in trying to come up with a a unique and enjoyable route. Um, and then it was just a case of having a few meetings with the foresters and working which parts of the forest we could kind of uh, invade pretty much <laughs> where they'd allow us to go. And it was just every time we pop in, we just tweak a little bit here and there. And um, then, yeah, I think we've uh, thankfully, I think we've got a good, good one. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so I did um, follow the race online last year because you had like live timing and I followed Dom. Dom Halbert on Instagram, yeah. was, he was posting a few updates. Um, but, um, yeah, how, tell, tell me about how last year's race went down. Uh, so last year, um, obviously our first event, so a lot of learning uh, on the day um, or the weekend. Yeah. Uh, but it went went really well. We had uh, the winner, uh, Richard, he went on and did 36 yards, um, which you know, obviously I was over the moon with. Um managed to get a day and a half in there uh we had karen nickel who came down and uh and she managed to set a new gb female record of 35 yards um and amongst that we had uh, i think it's 65 percent of the runners were first time backyarders um some of them had never even run more than half a marathon before uh so uh, we managed to get a really nice mix of uh, of runners uh throughout the whole whole weekend um and we, we were quite lucky with the weather as well. It was cold. It was, again, in the minuses. Yeah. Um, but we didn't have any rain. We didn't have any wind. The sun came out for good chunks of it. Uh, so we're definitely very lucky with that. Um, yeah, it was just a great, great first uh, backyard for us. Um, we were very happy with how it went. And, uh, yeah, just very, very excited for, for number two now. Yeah. Well, I was pretty impressed when I looked at the results from last year. I saw that... 26 runners made it to 24 hours that that's pretty that's a lot of runners and um 53 runners made it to 100 k's so yeah it's uh it surprised us as well <laughs> and uh i don't don't think i really fully realized how many made it to that you know 24 yard 100 mile mark until a few days later when i sat down and looked through all the results i was like that's actually a good chunk of runners who managed to hit it yeah um 
but yeah, they, they were absolutely incredible. Um, I think we might have been able to get a few more hit that target if the night wasn't as cold as it was. Because mm. uh, it got to about two in the morning and the, the temperature just plummeted. Right. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, either way, it was it's still a very, very good number of runners to hit that. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Um, yeah, like like you mentioned, it did get pretty cold last year. Did did it snow as well, or uh, we didn't get the snow? But um, the morning after the last runner finished, uh, I remember waking up in the tent and uh, just touching the outside of the tent, and it was just pure ice on the side. So yeah. it it somehow managed to rain and then freeze over everything in the camp. Um, yeah. So we were lucky that we just missed out on kind of ice and snow. Uh, but we'll have to see see if we're lucky enough to to miss it again this weekend. Yeah. Well, what does the forecast look like for this weekend? It's, it's changing a lot. It's almost every day. Um, I think Friday we've got a lot of wind and some rain, and then over the weekend the wind's calming down. But the nights are going to be cold. There's going to be a few little bits of drizzle. Um, but it's not looking horrendous. It's just not perfect. <laughs> Yeah, well, look, as long as the runners are prepared for the cold, that's really the main exactly. thing. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And we've got, we've got a big marquee with a, a huge heater in it, so hopefully it'll uh, encourage them to get back um, get back to the uh, the start line quickly. Yeah. And does it start on the Friday or the Saturday? It starts on the Saturday, so midday on the Saturday. Yeah, perfect. And is the field at full capacity? It is. We've got 175 sign-ups this year. Um, and we expect about 150 to turn up on the day. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, completely full. We sold out in, I think it's 11 days yeah. uh, after launching, yeah. which, uh, again, boggled my mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and we've had, uh, yeah, we're just very excited. 100, 175 signups, 150 runners on the day, fingers crossed. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just excited to see what they can manage to do. Yeah. The um, now I understand it's a silver ticket event as well. So um, the winner gets uh, automatic entry into the UK Sat Champs team. So that's a bit of an extra incentive for the runners to go all in as well, isn't it? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. I know we've got a few few runners coming down who are hoping to go for that that silver uh, win uh, yeah. and get the uh, get the UK Championship uh, entry. Um, and even the ones that don't think they'll win it, there are quite a few who are coming down. It's like, right, I want the yards to to get in there. Um, so it's it's very exciting to think about what could be hit over the weekend. Yeah. So last time I checked the website, I think the the cutoff to getting to the team is about in the low thirties. Do you know what it is? It's, uh, I think it was thirty six or thirty seven. Uh, last time I looked. Uh, but obviously, you know, there'll be people who can't make it, which will drop it down a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I think we've got, obviously, this is the first silver medal event of the year for us in the UK. Uh, we've got another three after us. Um, so I think it's, there's a high chance that the list that's up there already is going to change quite a lot before October. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, for sure. Um, so you may know, Eric, that in Australia, some backyard ultras are starting to pop up where, prize money is being awarded for the last one standing um so is there any prize money in this one there isn't um it's something we've thought about uh for kind of years going forward um but i basically wrestle what we do other events as well and it's just myself behind the scenes day to day so the money is uh 
very short <laughs> on what we can spend the money on. Um, but it is something that we want to offer in the future. Uh, it might not be much. It might only be a few hundred pounds. Um, but yeah, it'd be, it'd be nice to be able to offer some kind of prize money for the top spot. But I also think we shouldn't concentrate too much on the winner and what the winner should get. Because obviously we want to bring new backyarders in uh, and people who maybe haven't either haven't done a backyard before or aren't capable um, of hitting those, you know, 30, 40, 50 yards. Mm. Um, I don't want to kind of alienate those by going, right, we've got money for the winner and kind of focusing yeah. on that. It's, it's um, yeah, it's, it's something that we're thinking about. Maybe we'll go, go for a, a small prize pot, um, but we want to try and encourage it for absolutely everyone where we yeah. can. Sure. Um, and in general, um, do, how do you see prize money in backyard ultras in the future? Do you think like in five, ten years' time it will, it will become the norm? Maybe see rate, some races offering like quite a lot of money in backyard ultras? Um, I don't know. I think we'll still get some events that will go, uh, go along the prize money front. Um, but I think especially here in the UK, there's a lot of backyards which are just very small um and you know they the money that comes in for them is just pretty much funneled straight into putting the event on mm. um so i think it's uh i think we'll definitely get those those kind of big big races that are offering massive amounts of money uh but i think they're very much going to be focused on trying to get all the best races possible to come in um i feel like they're not that not so much their priorities are different um but i feel like if you're offering thousands of pounds in prize money it's it's you're just trying to get the big fast well-known runners trying to tempt them over mm. um so yeah I, I think there will be will still be backyards with big numbers uh in the prize pot but i think you will still get a lot of like small scale events who are just putting it on because they love putting backyards on uh and they love the idea they love the people um yeah i just think it'd be kind of twofold really yeah yeah um i did i did see that you had a pretty good um incentive though for runners with high yardage to sign up I, like you're off offering a discount for runners who'd done a 20 36 or more is that right yes yeah yeah so uh the more you run the more or the further you've run before in a backyard the more of a discount we can offer you um and in a way that was kind of kind of our way of not so much as doing a prize pot being like we do want to bring in some good runners mm. uh and if you want to come to us then we can kind of sweeten the deal and make it a little bit cheaper for you yeah um but that yeah so that's that's kind of how we we do it um without being like uh you know huge prize money yeah yeah no i think it's a good idea good way of doing it um <clears throat> so who are the runners with the biggest pbs in the field this year uh, in terms of PBs, I'm not too sure, um, but we do have uh, Richard who uh, won last year with us. He did 36. Uh, I think he did 44 down at Suffolk uh, last summer, and that was his new PB. Um, and I know he he really wants to try and hit the 60. Um, and then we've got Mike Raffin from Scotland. He's won quite a few of the Scottish uh, backyards, uh, and he's also wanting to to hit a 60 mark. Yeah. Um, which would be yeah absolutely incredible yeah. um yeah one of the things that's like on our sign up form is like what would you like to hit at the event um and obviously everyone has their, their high targets but we've got i think 
I think it was 13 or 14 last time I checked, who wanted to do 40 and above. Yeah. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, it's it, we've got some good runners for sure. Yeah, yeah, cool. What about, is Karen Nickel going to come back? Unfortunately not. She uh, she had to pull out. She had surgery at the end of last year and just isn't quite back to full strength yet. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah we, we offered Richard and Karen uh, a free entry this year. Obviously, because Richard won, and then Karen got the the record. Um, yeah, unfortunately, Karen Karen can't make it. Um, so, twenty twenty five though, I'm sure she'll be back. Yeah. Um, and are there any other runners that some people might have heard of? I mean, I know Dom's going to be there. Yeah, Dom's going to be there. Uh, we've got uh, Vic Owens. Uh, a lot of people in the UK seem to seem to know who she is. Yeah. Um, she's a late lady from Wales. She's doing. Uh, I think she's just now. She's doing a backyard every month. For the next 12 months which is you know that's, that's a challenge of its own really um and we've got sarah perry who was the previous uh british female record holder um she's coming over to us as well so that's be interested cool. to see how far she gets yeah. um yeah and then we've also got a few few winners of some bronze medal events uh in the uk who are who have come up as well yeah. so yeah, I noticed Vic um, announced that she's going to be doing 12 Backyard Ultras in 12 months. I'm looking forward to following that. Now, I've, I've got a feeling that she wants to go pretty pretty big in this race at WrestleBock on the weekend too. Yeah, so from what she's told me, the this is her kind of a race of the summer, uh, of the year. So this is the one that she's going to go all out for. Yeah. Um, and I know she, she wants to uh, break Karen's record from last year. She wants to try and get a spot in the, the UK team. Yeah. Um which is exciting because I know Vic quite well and I don't think stubborn's the right word, but she will just keep going until she falls apart pretty yeah. much. I think she, she did over 30 last year, didn't she? She did. And it was her first backyard too. So she yes. did. Yeah. yeah she, so she did thir 30 with us, uh, 30 or 31. Yeah. Um, and then she's done one or two others. Uh, she did Goldsby up in Scotland. It's a new one. Um, and then she's done a few other kind of dotted around. Um, yeah. But yeah, she's she's definitely caught the backyard bug. Um, <laughs> hence, hence two and 12 in 12 months. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Um, now, as far as you, are you planning on staying awake for the whole race? Um, I think a lot of it depends on how it goes. <laughs> last year, I, I accidentally stayed awake for the whole thing last year. Yeah. Just because I was like, it, just the adrenaline, I was like, I don't know when it's going to end. And once you get to like the last six, you kind of like, I don't want to take a nap for an hour just yeah. in case it finishes. Yeah. Um, but I think if if we are on track to kind of go 36 or more, then me and my brother who helps out, we're going to have to take turns and having naps for a few hours for sure. Yeah, yeah. And um, do you have a strategy for like staying up a long time? Like uh, have you got a, like a... You know, you're drinking lots of coffee, or what? How are you going to do it? I, I do tend to drink way too much coffee. <laughs> so, no, that probably helps. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I tend to just—I think it's the adrenaline of the whole thing, um, and kind of not so much being on edge watching everything. But you know, obviously, if you're the director of any event, you're always looking at everything and watching how everything's going. And um, I think that is a kind of a big thing that keeps me on edge for the whole event yeah um so that, that helps keep me awake uh, yeah. that and coffee of course <laughs> <laughs> um i was pretty impressed that um laz rang the bell for every single one of his 108 yards 
at bigs last year. That was incredible. Yeah, yeah. He, I think he's uh, he's someone who can manage to have like short power naps. Yeah. Um, I can't. You know, if I fall asleep, I'm done for like four hours. Yeah. <laughs> my brother, my brother's kind of like Lazda. He he'll be able to just like shut his eyes for ten minutes and wake up and feel great. Right. Whereas if I do that, I'm I'm in pieces. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I understand that you're um, uh, taking things up a notch as far as um, being able to follow this race on the weekend. There's going to be a live stream and everything like that. Can you can you tell me about the live stream? Yeah, so last year we did uh, kind of the usual Facebook lives on the hour, um, and I was just so amazed at kind of how the viewers grew throughout the the thirty six hours. And I remember like towards the end we were getting four five hundred people like wow. tune into a Facebook live, and I was like, this is insane. Yeah. Um, and then obviously seeing the the live stream at Bigs, I was like, this this could be something that we could look into. Um, and obviously never done a live stream before, done a lot of research to how it all works. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the plan is we're going to live stream the event. We've got cameras kind of in the camp and at the start line um, and kind of where we can go and have a chat with crews and whatnot. Uh, we've done some interviews with some of the runners so people can kind of get to know a little bit about who's out on the course. Um, yeah, and it's, it's in a perfect world, it's going to be nice and continuous throughout the whole thing um but obviously we are in the middle of the forest so it's however however well uh spacex and starlink <laughs> work for us yeah. um but in in testing it's all worked out great and uh yeah really really excited to have have the live stream and uh get to get to kind of involve everyone who's watching from home all over the world and you know get letting them all chat away in all the comments and yeah. um no, really, really excited. It's yeah. uh, it's a whole new thing, and if it works, it's it's going to be great. Yeah, yeah. And um, so, are you going to be in charge of the live stream, or have you got someone in to help do it for you? No, no. We I can't afford someone to come in, unfortunately. <laughs> um, so my brother, he he helps uh, pretty much for free. Uh, essentially, he he helps at all the events. Um, so between me and my brother, we've kind of just been YouTube and how to do all the live streaming and how to do all the editing and uh, what to do. So between the two of us and probably the guy doing the timing, the three of us will make it work. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, unfortunately we don't, we don't have a big budget. So um, we're doing, doing it ourselves. So there may be some sticky plasters on it somewhere, yeah, no, no, <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm sure people, people don't mind it. it. Makes it a little bit more rustic. Yeah, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. And, um, how is the, I think I read somewhere that the live stream is going to be on Twitch. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Yeah. So I don't know much about Twitch. Is that like YouTube or what's um, Well, Twitch is designed for people streaming. Um, it's very much for kind of like gamers who stream. Yes. Um, but, you know, whereas YouTube, it was all about uploading videos and then they transitioned to doing live streams. Uh, Twitch was kind of always made for doing a live stream uh so it's a lot more compatible with other programs and you get a lot more creative freedom about what you do um and you also don't have that six hour um kind of time limit on the streams yeah. so like with big so we're having to restart it every six hours yeah. um twitch will just let you go for a long time <laughs> before they turn you off um yeah, yeah. so yeah that, that's kind of why i went with twitch and uh, i'm to reset it all the time and also it's great Kind of chat functionality so people can 
chat away about what's going on and um it's just a more versatile streaming program so that's mm -hmm. that's why i went with that one yeah yeah and will you be and you mentioned spacex will you be actually taking in your um, or i mean starlink will you be taking in a, a satellite dish and doing it that way will you or? yes yeah so the the guy who does our timing uh matt he's uh he's going to be bringing in um his starlink kit um so we had it last year just to do the facebook lives and it worked um so yeah he's he's bringing in all the gubbins and yeah and uh yeah go from there yeah that's awesome starlink's so good isn't it it is yeah i've not had a chance to play around with it a huge amount because mainly because it's expensive <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh the, the few times we've, we've teamed up with matt at timing monkey who does our timings um he's he's always brought it along and it's been a great piece of kit kind of mm. invaluable especially when you're in the middle of nowhere yeah sure um so the live stream i mean the race starts at 12. Well, what time will the live stream start uh live stream will probably start about 20 past 11. uh yeah. it's about 40 minutes before just so you know people can get the the hubbub around camp and the yeah. build-up beforehand um so yeah about about 40 minutes beforehand awesome and it's going to go and well the plan is for it to go uninterrupted till the end yes yeah or, or trying to stay away from failures of uh the satellites but yeah, in yeah. theory it should be uh uninterrupted all the way through uh right through to the very last runner whenever whenever they may be <laughs> yeah yeah awesome and um so to watch it we i'll need to download twitch uh you shouldn't need to download it it's uh really? it's a website so i think if you're on your phone you might have to download the app right. uh but if you're on a computer then you should be able to just go to the website um or yeah, obviously go through the link to our channel and it should all be all be there once it's started yeah awesome okay and obviously there'll be live timing too yes yeah so um race result is the the kit that mike uh matt uses uh so we'll have all live you know as soon as they come over the line for each lap it'll update so you can follow along and i'm pretty sure you can leave comments as well uh on each runner kind of cheering them along as well which is also, also quite fun yeah 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 i know what you mean and it's also good to for the runners as well to, to go in and read the little comments too yes yeah it's uh it's surprising i was surprised how many people actually do that yeah um because I, I thought it was, you know it's just an extra little thing but you see a lot of runners who are like oh i've seen you know this person or my friends just like done this and it's yeah. nice to be able to read through them after the event as well yeah. um and just the the amount of support runners get yeah and it's nice and easy you don't have to sign into anything as well you just feel yeah. in just just go do it that's good yeah you just can click the runner and there it is yeah yeah um so you've you've kind of alluded to a few runners are going to go for but well, i have said that they want to go for 60 hours um i was going to say how, how long do you think the race will go for i think a lot of it depends on the weather really yeah. um with it being March in the UK, it's usually, it's never what you expect. It's, it's either freezing cold rain and snow, or it's roasting hot sun. There's no in between in March. Um, so I think if the weather plays ball and, you know, we get no rain uh, and it's not absolutely freezing, then I don't see why, you know, those two, three runners can't hit the 60 yard mark. Uh, you know, they're very capable runners. They've got a lot of backyard experience between them. Uh, both of them have won a few few backyards as well. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see any reason why they 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 couldn't couldn't hit that sixty. Yeah. Um, um, so when I, the sun, oh sorry, 
No, I was going to say, you know, even even if they don't, um, I think we've got enough who'd be able to aim for the 48, you know, hit that two-day mark. Yeah. Um, so that's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure we'll do at least 48. Yeah, sure. And I think that silver ticket will um, definitely inspire people to go go one go one more yard. Yes, yeah. And I think with um, with the at-large list in the UK kind of being at the 36, 37 yard, I think a lot of runners will try and, you know, who want to get on that team, will try and do like two or three more yards more than that. Yeah. Just to kind of like really try and cement their place in. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's exciting. I think 40 is going to be kind of like the deciding yard. Um, I think once we get over 40, it will just be the, the really hardcore ones who are really, really want to get as far as they possibly can. Yeah. Uh, you did mention the sun coming out. It gets warm. So like if the sun comes out, does it? can it get a bit hot? Um, I think in March, not so much. Uh, oh. You do get the odd year where it's like 15 degrees. Oh. And you're like, what is this? It's the winter. Yeah. Um, but I think at the moment, during the day, it's looking about 9, 10 degrees uh, centigrade. Uh, and at night, it's going to drop down to about minus three. Um, so it is very big, big difference. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as soon as that sun comes up and you know people feel the warmth starting to build up again, that's always a, a nice motivator to keep you going. Yeah, sure. Um, now, I believe that there's another Rasselbock Backyard Ultra being run later this year as well. Yes. So uh, the, the first one we did, you know, it went really well. And then we sold out for this one this weekend. Uh, we sold out in about 11, 11 days, I think it was. Mm. Uh, and there was just so much demand for that event. You know, I was still getting people emailing me all throughout the year saying, do you have a wait list? I'm like, I do, but there's like 60 people on it. <laughs> Um, so it just kind of made sense to, to do another one kind of six months later. Um, and also the, you know, the weather and the climate is completely different, um, six months later. So it'd be, it'd be interesting to see the difference and how people kind of approach it, um, compared to the March version. Um, and also, you know, with it being September, it's kind of in between the, the cutoff period for the nationals and for bigs and you know for the october date as well so uh yeah it's gonna be interesting seeing the difference in runners uh whether we get any big numbers um whether there's people who are kind of saving themselves for the nationals or for bigs um yeah i just think even though it's the same route in the same place i think the events themselves are going to be very very different yeah yeah um as far as the set chance team goes do you know which course the UK team will be running on this year in October. So they, they will run down at Suffolk um, on their course uh, with Lindley. He's uh, he's like the, the UK team captain or manager. I'm not sure what they call it. Um, so yeah, he runs, runs the UK uh, gold medal event. Yeah. And, and that was it. So that basically it's Suffolk every year, is it? Uh, yes. Yeah. As far as I know, um, it kind of stays with the uh, kind of the, the country manager or captain um and unless there's any reason to change which there never really is right. um that's that's where it kind of always goes yeah um, yeah, yeah lindy does a good job down there uh yeah. with the the national champs so that's uh that's that's where they'll be going in uh, yeah. about six months time yeah i guess every country does it different because in australia um it, they it changes every every two years so uh, okay 
Yeah, so it's, it, I was wondering maybe Rasselbock maybe might get a go one day, but I'm not going to lie, I would love to be able to do that. Um, <laughs> but I think that might have to be something we have a chat with Lindley about. Yeah, um, yeah as, as far as I know, uh, or as far as I knew, sorry, it was always uh, always the same person. He kind of looks after the gold medal event. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but we'll yeah, see. Like, you never know what the future holds. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there, there's probably at least one or two people listening to this who are interested in organising their own backyard ultra um so what's your advice to people out there who want to do what you do um probably the most obvious thing is just go for it <laughs> it's uh no matter what happens you will still be able you'll be able to put on a backyard ultra um you know even just by watching youtube videos of other races and and learning it that way um yeah it's, i think a big thing is like deciding what kind of backyard you want to be um, cause over in the UK, we've got quite a lot of new smaller backyards who are just very, very minimal, you know, they're with a clipboard and, and pen when they come in. Uh, and some of them have got little tokens that they have to collect kind of at the, the end of the course and come back again. Um, and then you've obviously got the other side, uh, you know, where it's big infrastructure. And I think down in Australia, you've got one or two where it's just big prize money, like huge race archers and just yeah. stuff everywhere. Um, so it's kind of like two routes you can go. Uh, and both both routes are great. Um, but yeah, I, it's just go for it. If you want to do it, have a chat with your running friends or, you know, run clubs and local people. Find a place that you know know someone um who has maybe like a bit of land or a barn and just go for it just keep asking questions and putting bits together and yeah anyone can put it on yeah they really can yeah awesome and as far as runners go um i like to ask at the end of each podcast do you for my well if you've got three backyard ultra tips for the runners of three (laughs) okay um one of them, especially for us, is uh, definitely bring a dry robe or lots of blankets. Um, especially for you know when it gets to that the end of that night run, you want to be able to like cover up as soon as you stop running and keep that heat in. Because mm. even if you've only got three or four minutes between stopping and starting, that's all you need to lose all that body heat that you build up. Um, yeah, and then not having a blanket could it can end your race yeah. in a matter of minutes. Uh, second one, probably try out all your nutrition uh, during training for like six months beforehand. Just try different things of everything and work out exactly what works for you. Um, and don't waver from that on event day. Um, like we, we have a big, big tuck shop table that's full of sweets and homemade cake and all sorts. So I know it's tempting to kind of be like, oh, I'll have a bit of that and I'll have a bit of that. But that's, you know, if you really want to push yourself and go a long way, don't victim to the the snack table <laughs> yeah yeah st- stick to what you know um and then third one if you can talk friends into doing it uh and running with you then you'll be amazed at how much further that can, can get you in a backyard just having friends around uh all all encouraging each other uh and people that you know uh that that goes a long long way yeah very good um now as far as following the event how do people um find like instagram and everything like that how do people find you so rasselbock running is um the name of the the company and the rasselbock backyard ultra 
Uh, so we'll be, we're on Instagram and Facebook. Just need to Google Rasput Running. Um, it's a bit of a weird name. <laughs> so there's a lot of different people who, who spell it in weird and wonderful ways. Um, but all, all the links will be put on our Facebook and Instagram groups. Um, just before the event, we'll also update our listing on the Backyard Ultra website. Uh, so the links, you know, you can just look for the UK events and find us through there. And then you'll be able to get to Twitch and all the live updates uh, and get through that way. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's going to be good. And um, I see you've got the um, race director beard as well, which is good. <laughs> yeah, the, the obli obligatory backyard race director beard. Yeah. <laughs> I even I had to tame it down last week with the trim. It was getting a bit too uh, bit too close to Lazar's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, very good. No, no, look, I'm really looking forward to following the race. It's going to be good. I've enjoyed following it last year, and um, by the sound of things, it's going to be even better this year. Fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah. If the weather holds out, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a big one for sure. Yeah, awesome. Um, thanks again for coming on, Eric. No worries. Thank you for having me. No worries. All the best between now and the race. And, I, yeah, I hope it all goes really, really well. I'm, I'm sure it will. Fingers crossed. And if you're ever up in the UK, uh, drop me a message yeah. and uh, we'll, we'll get you in for one. Yeah, awesome. I, I definitely want to come over um, for sure. I reckon I can get Dom to uh, maybe crew for me. Oh, 100%. I mean, yeah. you might have to talk him out of running, but... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, he'll do it for sure. He'll he'll prove for you. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. All right, well, um, enjoy the rest of your day, and um, yeah, I'll be following along on the weekend. Excellent. Have a great week. Yep. You too. See you, Eric. If you've enjoyed this podcast, it would be awesome if you could share, comment, like, subscribe, all of that. If you've got any feedback, shoot me a message. Hope you have a great day. See ya.